You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, everybody, on a Monday, a new week, and a new edition of Locked On Lions. Right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, Matt Derry with you on a Monday, January the 24th, a snowy Monday, and a Tuesday, January 25th. If you are uh, at work today and heading home, give yourself enough time. I know I'm going to be on the Motor City Cruise call tonight of their game against the Grand Rapids Gold of the G League. So I'm heading downtown a little bit later on today. So uh, everybody, please be safe out there. What a day in NFL football yesterday. NFL playoffs, the divisional round was unbelievable this weekend. And we'll get into that coming up momentarily. And we got to talk about Matthew Stafford, of course, as he has now won, not one, but two playoff games, including going into Tampa. The former Lions quarterback just beat Tom Brady yesterday. How about that? Daniel Jeremiah, NFL.com, his mock draft has a link to something that we saw specifically last night in the NFL playoffs. I want to get into that as well right here on Locked On Lions. But we thank you for listening, making us your first listen each and every day. Uh, Six years we've been doing this show. If you like the Detroit Lions, tell your friends, hey, listen, there's a podcast every day hosted by Matt Derry. Check it out. You can find us on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Locked On Lions on Twitter, and also the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. Detroit, excuse me, Detroit is a buzz today. And the reason why it's a buzz is because one of our own, one of our favorite sons, somebody that gave this city, you know, 11, 12 years of heart and everything that he had is now one step from the Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford did it yesterday. And... I kind of want to go in a different direction than everybody else is going because it just seems like everybody else is just piling on the Lions, saying, oh, the Lions are so bad. They wasted all these years of number nine. Oh, number nine. Oh. And and I want to go a different direction. Number one, whether you're a hater, which I hate, whether you just genuflect in front of him and just his every move, you just caress your body like, Oh, I just love Matthew Stafford, okay? Or if you're in the middle like me. I've always said, good quarterback. Had some great games. Tons of comebacks. Gave this city everything. Class act. Great quarterback? No. Elite? No. Did he have great moments? Sure. Always, I was always in the middle. I'm being now being labeled a hater, Because I'm not genuflecting for Stafford or saying anything so wonderful about him. The fact remains, you cannot argue what he's done the last two weeks. He's been fantastic. The throw he made yesterday in a tie game. Okay, tied at 27 with the the, the Bucs and Tom Brady breathing down Tampa's neck. Or the Rams' necks, excuse me. L.A. on the precipice of a giant choke job after leading 27-3. Matthew Stafford stood in there against the Blitz, whether it was a dumb defensive move by Todd Bowles or not, and he fired a dart deep to Cooper Cup to win the game. Matthew Stafford did that. He didn't throw it a little bit behind him. He didn't throw it too far. He threw it on the money. 
with defenders bearing down on him. It was a big time throw. Even people that think Stafford sucks, which I, I think is ridiculous, or blamed him and nobody else, which is ridiculous, for why the Lions never won, need to check themselves. Stafford did it right. He's done it right. He's a good dude. I didn't like his comments this offseason about, I've just wanted to play in big games. You played in big games, Matt. You did. And you failed. You failed. All right. Jim Schwartz got fired after the 2013 season because Matthew Stafford threw five interceptions in the Ravens and Giants games when the team was seven and five and all they needed was a couple of wins and Stafford gagged on the end of the season in 2013. The next season, the Lions went to the playoffs. And this is something that nobody's bringing up. Okay. No, nobody wants to talk about this. So I'm going to do it. All right. I'm throwing him his flowers. He's playing great. I think he's going to the Super Bowl. I do. I think they're going to win this week. I don't see the Niners beating them three times. And I think San Francisco is good. And for some odd reason, McVay can't beat Shanahan. I think the Rams will win this week. I think Matthew Stafford is going to the Super Bowl. I do. But let's stop, please, with the revisionist history. Oh, it was never Stafford's fault. He never had a defense. Did you... Somebody on Twitter actually said, is Cooper Cup better than Calvin Johnson? Like, what, what is wrong with you? I'm not a hater on Stafford, but can we at least point out that Jim Schwartz got fired? Because in 2013, the team was 7-5 and five and had back-to-back home games against the Ravens and Giants, and Stafford wet the bed. He did. Look at the stats. Pass a rating of 48 and like 50-something the next game. Back-to-back games with low passer ratings in the 40s and 50s and five interceptions to one touchdown. And the Justin Tucker kicked that field goal, and the next week the Giants beat him 23-20. I was at both of those games. Stafford sucked. Oh, but he didn't have any weapons. He didn't have a defense. Stop. Some of you are so lazy. Didn't have a defense. Did you see the guy yesterday that Stafford kicked in Dominican Sioux? He was a dominant player. And in 2014, that Lions defense went to Dallas, ranked second in the league behind Seattle. Number two defense in the entire league. And what happened in the second half? Stafford in the offense put up three points. But he's never played in any big... I saw somebody said that, uh, I don't remember who it was uh, uh, last night. I was watching TV. They said, well, well, Matthew Stafford's showing us that he can win big games. He never played in any in Detroit. That's not true. That's not true. The Ravens game was a Monday night game that was huge at Ford Field. He kept throwing interceptions. The Dallas game was in prime time. Playoffs. And Tony Romo outdueled him. The Seattle game was in prime time. Saturday night NBC. Seattle playoff game. Jim Caldwell. Look at the numbers. Oh, but he never had help. Oh, my God. Are the Lions terrible? Yes. Has he won more playoff games in the two this year than Lions have in 60-some-odd years? Sure. Throw out all the stats. But these narratives, oh my God. 
come on. Throw him his flowers. He was awesome yesterday. He was not the reason the Rams nearly choked. It was everybody else. Defensive lapses, fumbles, Sean McVay calling timeouts when he's helping the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, not calling running uh, passing plays with Stafford, but running Cam Akers who fumbles. Come on. It was not Stafford's fault yesterday. He was great. He really was. He's been he just went into Tampa Bay and beat Tom Brady. Tommy Brady, as he's known in Ann Arbor. That's pretty good. That's real good. But why can we not remember history a little bit? Why can we why are people erasing history? You got Dan Orlovsky going on Get Up today on ESPN and putting on a top gun jacket and victory lapping and dancing around about his buddy. I told you he was special. Dan, when you were his backup quarterback, he wet the sheets playing for the Lions. I mean, come on. Top Gun jacket? Like, what are you? What are you a loser? You're that big of a cheerleader? I thought cheerleaders had pom poms. They don't. They put on Top Gun jackets on ESPN and go on Twitter and go. I'm going to be unbearable on TV tomorrow. It's all about you. Why can't we just say Matthew Stafford was great yesterday? Why does everything have to be? I told you. It's annoying. That's why I'm rooting against Stafford because I'm annoyed by everybody else. Chris Collinsworth yesterday, just during the broadcast. Oh, man, Stafford, I mean, these are throws we've never seen him make. He made those throws in Detroit. He wasn't bad. He was really good here. But people are making it out like he played in, like, the eighth-grade Pony League football for the Lions. You can't take it. Ugh. It's the New Year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the best. Folks, it's a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar, even better than a candy bar. I'm telling you, you get the coconut brownie chunk Built Bar, it's unreal. All right, Built Bars make it easier for you to stick to your New Year's resolution because they taste good, you want to eat it, and it's not like some of these other waxy, chalky, Chemical spill built uh, protein bars. Nope, not built bars. They're great. And they're dipped in 100% real chocolate, covered in chocolate, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and just 17 grams of protein. They are the best. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. Del- enjoy that delicious built bar. So many flavors coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, which I love. Try them all. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, back on Locked On Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network on a Monday. Maybe I'm a little salty. Maybe I'm a little bitter. Maybe you're like, oh, I can't listen to this today. I, I apologize. I do. But this is how I feel. This is how I feel. Um, Stafford played great. The last two weeks, he's been flawless. Flawless. No interceptions, nothing. He's looked good. He's played really well, and he outplayed Tom Brady yesterday. 
The Rams are going to the NFC title game. What I just it, just don't understand is the revisionist history by many media members and by others. No, I'm not going to rip the guy that is on Pride of Detroit's Twitter that they retweeted that was in a Stafford Lions jersey jumping up and down going absolutely berserk. I don't understand it, but if that's how that makes that gentleman feel better, fine. It reminds me of the Justin Verlander fans that were wearing Astros Verlander jerseys here in Detroit. I'm rooting for JV. I love him. I Great. He's not on your team anymore. Like, be excited for him. I'm happy for Stafford. But, geez. <laughs> I mean, I just don't understand. And oh, by the way, everybody ripping on Indomitian Sue. The Lions' defense has been shit, excuse my language, since Indomitian Sue left. And Tom Luan and Martin Mayhew butchered that negotiation. Luan mostly. And I like Tom. Sorry to bring it up, Tom, if you're listening, but you did. The Lions wanted to bring him back. Don't give me this, well, they didn't want him Sue back, and Sue didn't want to be here. That's BS. Sue would have stayed. He loved Caldwell. He made the rounds. He looked around. He would have stayed. The Lions lowballed him, handled the negotiations poorly, and he was gone, heading to Miami. And the Lions' defense has never been the same. Sue yesterday got kicked by Matthew Stafford. Then Stafford turned to the referee like Bill Lambeer used to, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you point it at Sue? Did you see that? He, 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 he's swearing at me. Rarely do I ever take Indomitian Sue's side, but I kind of took his side yesterday. A little bit on that. Stafford kicked him. But again, Stafford, Stafford wins. Stafford won. And he's in a great position, and he's home for the NFC title game and possibly home for the Super Bowl. All this is lining up for the Rams and Stafford. It is. Boy, that was some throw to Cooper Cup at the end of the game. I don't know what the Bucks were doing. I can't believe that guy was in single coverage. When, when, when you're watching on NBC and Stafford's back, and then you see a deep ball, and all of a sudden you see Cup just flying past Winfield, like open by 10 yards. You're like, what on earth? Where's the center fielder? Where's the safety? That was... Brutal defense. Brutal. Only thing I saw that was worse was the Packers special teams on Saturday night. And boy, oh boy, what a shame Aaron Rodgers lost. Oh, my heart is broken. <laughs> what an unlikable person Aaron Rodgers is. Just so unlikable. In all phases, in all facets. Him losing was so awesome the other night. So awesome. And now the Packers have some big decisions to make, huge decisions to make. If I'm Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, why would you leave Green Bay? Seriously. The Vikings are in disarray looking for a GM and a coach. The Bears are the Bears. They're a joke looking for a GM and coach. The Lions are still a few years away. Actually, the Lions are in a better position right now than possibly the Vikings and Bears because they've got their stuff together. Vikings have a lot of talent. Don't get me wrong. But I don't see Kirk Cousins leading them anywhere. I'm not sold on Justin Fields, and I think the Bears are a laughingstock. But if you're Rodgers and Adams, don't you run this back again? The Packers have a really good team. They didn't play well Saturday night. They got beat. But their special teams is god-awful. And by the way, Rick Gosselin's special teams rankings, which everybody was referencing the other night, um, Rick's a writer down in Dallas, he had the Packers ranked 32nd, worst special teams unit in the league. Lions were 7th. 7th. So give Dave Phipp, Dan Campbell, 
and the uh, coaching staff some credit. Lions ranked near the top with special teams. You know, you talk about Riley Patterson, the kicking game, Jack Fox. Coverage units were good this year. Kick returns with the Eagle Buike weren't horrible. Um, so that's pretty cool. Very, very cool. So we'll uh, we'll see where all of this goes. Uh, the games this weekend were were just unreal. And if you're a fan of the NFL, like I'm a big baseball guy. I love Major League Baseball. Imagine being so out of touch and tone deaf like MLB is right now, where the NFL is king. Everybody was watching. All four games came down to the last play. It was incredible. Incredible weekend of football. Imagine being Major League Baseball where there's no buzz, there's a lockout, no one's talking about your sport, no one cares. Like, that's sad. NFL is so, so far ahead of baseball. It's not even funny. That you spare national pastime. And here in Detroit, there's some fans excited for the Tigers. Team's on the rise. You got a great manager. I get it. But is, is there anybody talking about baseball right now? No. It's pathetic. They can't even get a deal, a labor. They can't even sit down and talk. So there's that. All right. Daniel Jeremiah did his uh, first mock draft from NFL.com. And I think DJ does a fantastic job. Very, very good. And his second pick in the second round for the Lions is something that maybe the Lions need to consider based off of something I saw last night in that Bills Chiefs game. Let me explain that in a second. First, uh, the Lions. All right, so Jeremiah has Jacksonville taking Evan Neal, the big tackle from Alabama. Jacksonville needs to use this offseason to provide help for Trevor Lawrence, and they talk about uh, Evan Neal would be the first overall pick, the tackle from Alabama. First overall pick on an O-lineman since Jake Long. Um, No, no. Jags GM Trent Baalke is very close with Bill Parcells who has EVP of football ops for the Dolphins in 08, took Jake Long for Michigan. How about that? Number two, the Lions would take Aiden Hutchinson. Quote from Jeremiah, the Lions shouldn't waste any time turning in the card if the Jags pass on Hutchinson. The Heisman Trophy runner-up is a perfect fit for their needs and the culture they are building. End quote. That's a no-brainer, right? Someone passes on Hutchinson, Lions are on top of it. And then Houston takes Kyle Hamilton, according to Jeremiah, and the Jets get Kayvon Thibodeau at four. But what about at 31? And with the Rams Rams still winning and still playing, that pick keeps getting lower in the the first round. I'm going to tell you about it coming up next, and it's a comparison thing with the Chiefs and Bills. Uh, Lions fans, Matt Derry here with an incredible app. Everyone who buys gas needs to know about it. It's called Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. You just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. So you can use cash out anytime, right to your bank account, whether it's PayPal, you can use an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN 
to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code TOUCHDOWN. All right, so many of you have heard previous podcasts here on Lockdown Lions where I have said BMH, bring Malik here. Malik being Malik Willis, the quarterback from Liberty. And the reason I say that is I'd like to see the Lions add a quarterback in the draft. I'd like to see the Lions add somebody athletic and somebody exciting. And somebody that might not be ready, like Willis or Sam Howell or any of these guys, but can be behind Jared Goff, can get some snaps next year, and let's see what he can do. And you know what? If Malik Willis isn't that good, you draft another quarterback the next year. Who cares? You got tons of picks. Lions at 31 via Rams, according to Daniel Jeremiah, select Malik Willis from Liberty. Quote, the Lions situation would be perfect for Willis. Jared Goff can handle the starting duties until the Liberty passer is ready to play. I love Willis's arm strength and athleticism, but he needs to clean up his decision-making and accuracy. He has the most upside of the quarterbacks in this class. Three quarterbacks taken in Jeremiah's first round. Kenny Pickett. Uh, from Pitt, he has him going number nine to the Broncos. Uh, Matt Corral to the Reds, uh, the Washington football team at 13. And Malik Willis at 31 to the Lions. BMH, I love it. Anybody watch last night's game? Of course, we all watched last night's game. What were Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen doing? They were making plays with their legs making plays with their arms, and just keeping plays alive. The quarterback play right now in this league is really good. In the AFC, you've got some studs, man. Mahomes, Lamar, Josh Allen, Justin Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. I mean, my God, the quarterbacks in the AFC. Oh, my goodness, they're good. They are so good. You need someone that can make some plays and scramble, and that's what Malik Willis can do. Jared Goff can't. Can't. He's not capable. He's incapable. The game is changing. Josh Allen, how many plays did he keep alive with his legs last night? And oh, by the way, when he's in the pocket, he's damn good at throwing it too. Lions need to bring a quarterback in here that can do things like that. Why do you think the Niners took Trey Lance? They're hoping he could do Mahomesian and Allen type things with his legs and oh by the way throw too. So I would be all for Malik Willis at 31. Would he be there is the question. All right, much more to do this week on Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We got a couple of guests lined up. I'll tell you about that tomorrow. Thanks for making this your first listen right here on Locked On Lines. Be safe, everybody.